Hello, hello, hello. I am your Chloe Coscarelli, hostess with the most, is Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz. And guess what, y'all? I'm just going to get to the getting on because this, today's guest is a friend to the pod, has been here before, and times like these are my absolute favorite just because when guests come back, because I love them, they love me, we are a big family with a knick-knack patty. Oh, oh. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. In your mouth, listeners, please help me welcome back the one, the only, Chris Tucker. How are you? Hi, babes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. Remember, welcome Thanks back, for- Cotter. Are you old yeah. enough to remember? Um, I've I don't know that I've ever seen the show, but I definitely know like what you're referencing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm I'm an old homosexual from way back. So. <laughs> I don't think our age difference is that big. No, but I just I don't know. The spirit, the spirit of Pia Zadora and Waylon Flowers and yeah. are in me, you know? And so uh an old reference is just my MO. How are you? How has summer been? Like, Good. welcome back. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Everything is is going well. Summer's been summer's been hot, you know. Global warming is amongst all of us. Yes. But um hot gay yeah. summer, you know. Yeah. It's been good, you know. That's been good. Well, I'm I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to have you here. And in your mouth, listeners, as you know, I usually don't start off with just like a guest right off the bat. But like I had to. It's Chris Tucker from the Great American Baking Show. Hello. And if you are new here or maybe you missed his episode, you can go back and listen to Becoming and I think his episode, yes, Becoming um, the All-American Great Vegan Baker, episode 190 of In Your Mouth. Hello. And you can get you, you can get real deep with Chris Tucker if you know what I mean. Some ah. news. <laughs> <laughs> Some news, Chris. Do you know that Amazon Music is promoting your girl Munoz? Right? Yeah. And the podcast. Yes. I usually don't listen for all the brands and all the BS that I talk about on this podcast, none of which is sponsored, this one included. They reached out to me and they were like, we love you. We want to promote you. And all you got to do is like show us the love back. And so this is something we have in common, right? I think. Right, yeah. coming up, a little teaser for the audience, uh-huh. if you will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, a I little, what you're doing there. a little yeah. Amazon connection. Also, I don't know if you knew that this summer for Pride, I created an entire line of Pride merch, one of which I'm wearing. 
Love. Soup's cute. And through the months of May, June, and July, um, anything that the audience bought or anybody bought, I was going to donate the proceeds to the Alley Fournay Center here in New York City, which helps LGBTQ homeless youth. And I finally figured out, I finally got off my ass and figured out what that number was. And that number is a whopping $336. Oh, I love that. Congratulations. so, yes, uh, you know what? Thank you. But thank you to all of you out there who bought the merch, who are still buying the merch. You know, $336 doesn't really sound like a lot of money, but, like, I feel like every little bit helps. And, you know, this was my first foray out there and doing this sort of thing. So I'm really proud of it, and I can't wait to do it again. No, that's awesome. And I think when you are when you donate something like 330 something dollars to a charity you'd be really surprised what a charitable organization is able to do with something that doesn't seem like a lot of money to us, but what they're able to do with those kinds of funds. So Absolutely. Yeah, you um, should be really proud of that, like, first kickoff. I am. I am. And, you know, it was, uh, it took a village. You know, my girl, uh, Justin Quackenbush, who does all my designs for me. Yes, his name is Quackenbush. Um, we really worked hard on this and we really wanted to make a difference. And you know what? Every little bit helps out there. So thank you to you all out there for making this happen for me. And you got a cute, like, tea out of it as well. Listen, before we get anywhere, because we are everywhere right now, I got to do what I got to do, Chris. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Trail Mix Day. Oh, uh, that's not a bad one. That's bad. That's, that's, I, that's, I forget what was, what day it was when I was on last. It was a brandied, like- a brandied fruit day? Brandied, yeah, yeah brandied yeah. fruit day. Okay, that, yes. So this, I, I like this one better. Yeah, um, mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love an M&M and like a cashew, a salty cashew. I mean, is it a default? I don't know. For the amount of calories you are ingesting with trail mix, I think there are better things out there. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. But it's like that go-to comfort when you're on a road trip or like, you know, go to grandma's house. There's always a trail mix in the cabinet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I... I just don't know. I I, yeah. I have I'm having strong feelings that I can't express right now about. Yeah, <laughs> about Michael hates it. She hates Hated it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it does not get a two snaps and around the world. Okay, <laughs> yet another old gay reference, uh, but not that old. Um, anywho, I don't know, and I don't really care on this day, the last day of August. Um, no matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's National Trail Mix Day or I don't know. I just, I literally, I'm at a loss today. (laughs) Like, Trail Mix Day really threw me for a loop. So, you know what? The hell with you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's your birthday and then happy birthday. Yeah, you know what? Uh, No matter what we celebrate out there, we celebrate you, even if I'm hating on Trail Mix today for no good reason. And moving right along into this day in gay history, because I'm obviously in a mood. Chris, did you know that 1979, at the start of Labor Day weekend, at the Sri Ram Ashram near Benson, Arizona, the Spiritual Conference for Radical Fairies was organized as a call to gay brothers by early gay rights advocates Harry Hay, John Burnside, Don Kilhefner, and Mitch Walker. It becomes the birthplace of the radical fairies. Okay. Like, I don't, I I know some radical fairies. There has not been, I don't think, a radical fairy on this podcast in, in four and a half years of existence. But Now, when you say radical fairy, what exactly is that? 
So the Radical Fairies is a sect of queer people um, okay. that are loosely affiliated world with this worldwide network and countercultural movement seeking to redefine queer consciousness through secular spirituality. Sometimes deemed a form of modern paganism, the movement also adopts elements from anarchism and environmentalism. Okay. You know? Wow. I didn't like, know... They're like fabulous gay hippies, kind of. Okay, I'm here for it. Yeah, been around forever. Love it. Right? Yeah, you always see you always see the radical fairies at the pride parades, you know, and um, they're beautiful humans. At least the radical fairies that I've met, you know. Yeah. So, uh, just a sect of the LGBTQ community that I realized today on this day that a have never been on the podcast, and b I don't necessarily know if we talk about that often. Yeah. You know? No, honestly, it was like, it was um, nothing that I'd ever heard of before. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Well, you know what? This is why we do this, right? To I'm educate. I'm glad I came here so to, you can learn me. On that's this it. That's, that's okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, shout out to all our Radical Fairy brothers, uh, sisters, others out there, um, however you identify today. You know what? That's what we're celebrating today. Today, we celebrate you as long as you're doing good in the world. But I really want to get to the getting on because we have a lot to cover today. And in your mouth, listeners, if you have haven't listened to Chris's episode, episode 190, right? Only on Amazon Music and everywhere else, but <laughs> especially on Amazon Music. Growing up with flour on his nose and always wearing a grease-splattered apron, the kitchen was a place of comfort and acceptance for Chef Chris Tucker. Founder of Better With Butter, a fabulous allergen-conscious bakery, Chris, who has been seen on TV in ABC's The Great American Baking Show on Inside Edition. California Live in Cosmopolitan Magazine for Pride Month on episode 190 of In Your Mouth and is about to be a judge on an all-new, all-vegan competition show called Peeled, streaming on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon. Chris believes he can bake the world better one bite at a time. His journey to being fully vegan has been a long but fruitful one. This has allowed him to draw on his experience in the kitchen and vegan any recipe. As Chris himself says, my goal is to show people that you can have all the things you love and enjoy, but let him show you how to make them vegan. There's nothing we can't eat as herbivores that we once ate as carnivores. Yes. Yes. Welcome (laughs) back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And how exciting for you. Uh, Since your last time here on In Your Mouth, I have been watching the journey since. What do you think? What do you think since being on The Great American Baking Show has been the biggest, um, the biggest thing that's happened? Like that's propelled you forward? Honestly, like I think being on that show was a big eye opener to me. And it really showed me a different side of myself that I didn't even know existed. And that was, that was the part of me that enjoyed being on camera. Like I didn't know that was even a thing, right? I live in LA where everybody's an actor. My experience moving to LA wasn't to be on TV. It wasn't to be an actor. It was to be a cosmetologist. And so when I, moved out here you know I'm just around all these people constantly who are in the industry but that was never like a goal of mine and so when I got the opportunity to be on the show and I went over to London and I shot it was really it was really fascinating to me how comfortable I was with the cameras and how much I just enjoyed the whole process of the production and so ever since then you know it's been several years now I've just really enjoyed be it creating on my own for Instagram or, you know, creating with other, um, with other companies and and doing partnerships or, you know, having the opportunity to do something like this new show that's coming out and being on the judging panel. Like it's just all been such a whirlwind. It seems like I was on the show yesterday, but it's been, you know, like I said, a couple years now. 
I mean, what episode is this that we're on now? I think it's 224, 225. So, yeah, like, I mean, we are we are weekly here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's been quite some time since episode 190 when when you first appeared, like right after your appearance yeah. on that show. Um. Has anybody like famous or exciting like slid into the DMs? You know when that happens, like once you're on, like especially the Bake Off baking show, that style show, which is so I think the most popular of all the cooking shows. You know, has has anybody like super cool like fanned out, fangirled out on you? Um, you know what? Honestly, like my husband's my husband's in the industry, and so we have a lot of people just naturally in our orbit. And oh well, uh, excuse me. No, not to say <laughs> we're not rubbing elbows with A-listers by any means, but we definitely have people who are, you know, on TV shows that that we see every once in a while. And it's nice when those people you get to feed those people just like naturally, right? I get to just naturally feed them and to to hear them just be like, wow, this is really great. You're yeah. like, oh my God. So like even though it's a friend of mine, I get to be like, oh my God, so and so just said, like it's kind of a pinch me moment, right? Yeah. And it's like it's kind of surreal that like people who I watch and admire on TV have said to me, like, wow. Um, I did have the opportunity to serve um all the vegan desserts at Elton John's Grammy, um, I'm sorry, his AIDS Foundation party this past year. Oh, so that was, that was, was Really That's cool. awesome. And uh, listen, we are a, a week into this Elton John, Britney Spears drop moment. Right. We're gonna be a lot. No, that's not the one. Hold me closer, time to dance. Right. <laughs> So there's there's definitely been like those opportunities, but I haven't like had a DM a DM slide. It's all right. Listen, nobody slides into my DMs unless like last week when Von Vreeland was on the podcast and I did a call to action, um, and people were just sliding into my DMs asking for nudes, but not mine, his, and being like, "He's so hot, yes, daddy." And I was like, "I love that I'm getting thirst traps for this." For right. this man. Like, right. none of this has to do with me <laughs> whatsoever. That was, a, that was a really cute episode, though. I liked it. Oh, my God. Uh, we, much like you and I, we, like, we like clicked and we vibed. And he, he kind of knew what he was walking into, but not really. And then once, once I, something slipped out and he responded, like, we were off to the races. Shout out to you, Vaughn. Uh, for being such a great guest. But um, also, this Elton John AIDS um, foundation moment, this party that he throws, I don't know if you're a Beverly Hills Housewife fan, but was that the event that Sutton Strat... That was the event, right? In question, yes. No, she she showed the receipts. The receipts are there. There is no question about it. It is not even an allegedly... That was just another shady Rena moment <laughs> that we can add to the book. I still, I still am a Rena stan. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris Rossi's eyes. I love it. Oh, Lisa Rena, if you're listening, you need to come on the pod to talk about Rena wines. By the way, okay? Oh, true. Because when they did their little wine tasting, everybody was raving about how great they were. Yeah, and I remember the original episode when they went to, like, Italy to, like, yeah. taste the wines, and she was mixing and matching, you yeah, know? Yeah, she needs to send you some some samples so she, you can taste them before uh, she comes on and talks about them. That and the lip stuff. I need, not. Yeah. I, I mean, I have good lips, but, like, I need Lisa Rinna lips, you know what uh, I mean? <laughs> you're going to have to see a doctor for that. Listen, I'm trying to find me a doctor to marry. All right. <laughs> why why pay for it when you could just marry it, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Listen, we are today's a, a little bit of a different sort of episode because Chris has been here before and like I said, it's my favorite when guests like hit me up to come back and that offer is always on the table for all of my guests because as much as this space is mine, I created this space to celebrate people like 
Chef Chris Tucker and all his fabulosity. And I really want to get to everything about this show because it is so unique and so, so amazing and something we haven't seen before, but we have, you know what I mean? And... We're going to talk about all things. But before we cut out to the break, I want to know Labor Day plans. Have you also heard that like corn is corn? Corn is having like this moment all of a sudden, right? Like, why is corn having a, a, a moment at the end of August? You know what I mean? Have you seen this? Yeah. Have you seen the little boy with the corn song? Yeah. There's like a whole yeah. like corn song now. Just yeah. when we thought the Choco Taco was about to ruin our summer. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Now corn is like all of a sudden all the rage. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for you on the East Coast, but on the West Coast, nobody, like all the watermelons have been awful this year. And so I don't know if your soil over there is better than ours has been, but the corn has been amazing. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just that we're having a good corn year and everybody just wants to talk about it or what's going on. I feel like corn is controversial because really? of the because of the starch and the sugars. Uh, even okay, though it's yeah. a vegetable. Yeah. You know? So like I I find myself not eating corn like just like I don't really eat potatoes, you know, yeah. which is so dumb sometimes. Yeah. But like, I mean, if you do have a corn, you have to you have to remember that it has, you know, yeah. it, don't eat the potato with the corn because it has your starch content for the day. Yes, you have to remember, unlike yeah. Carol Channing, corn, right. when did I eat corn? You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Labor Day. Labor Day is upon us and summer is over. Oh, oh heavens to Murgatroyd. Um Labor Day plans, Labor Day tips, uh, best vegan hot dogs. I don't know. Give it. Give me something. Give me something for the children, Chris. Best vegan hot dogs for your Labor Day cookouts are definitely going to be um, field roast or um, even something really simple like a smart dog. Those are both like two really simple really? brands that you can find at any store because they're they're mass produced. But if you want something like a little more like up, up, you know, like maybe you want like something in the, in the brat family, go for like a beyond a beyond meat um, sausage. They grill up beautifully. Nobody at your party is going to know they're eating, um, you know, plant based and you could serve them to a crowd. So that yeah. would be like for sure my recommendation. Um, I don't really have any plans. I have a lot of friends that do last minute shit. And so I would imagine that there's going to be a text message about a pool party the day before it happens. But um, that's that's about it at the moment. Just keeping it really, really light and simple because September is going to be really heavy. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On the heels of the show. Hello. Um, Yeah. yeah, Same here. And like I always say, I'm blessed and highly favored because of what I do in life. So I've I've been fortunate enough to travel because of work this summer but like i'm happy to like kind of like be in the area for labor day weekend and like chill out and like go with the flow and maybe have some corn i think that's the best thing about like these labor day parties and a great segue maybe into into the break but like a best the best thing about like these cookouts and whatnot like not everything has to be hot so like corn elote and yeah. like potato salad please do not put carrots or raisins in your potato salad uh-huh. um but you know like fresh things like heirloom tomatoes panzanella salad um so many things and we often say every time someone um very vegan comes on the pod is that a lot of us right if we have like a pretty normal to healthy diet we're eating we're eating fairly vegan, right? Yeah. If you cut if you cut out like the chicken or the beef, everything else there, you know. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like uh, you, a lot of people, if you're eating, like you said, a, a pretty a, a pretty healthy diet, you're probably seventy five percent there. You're yeah. probably eating like a seventy five percent plant based diet already, and you don't even realize it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how how has veganism question popped into my yeah. head? Barbara Walters, here I am. How has veganism <laughs> changed your life? 
Oh, I mean, it's it, honestly like from a health standpoint, I feel like I have a lot more energy. I feel like I sleep better. I feel like um, I just I feel like just an overall more I feel overall more healthy. But I also feel like from a spiritual level, I just connect differently. Like I look at animals differently now that I'm not ingesting them like um, I really see the difference that like society has put on uh, animals that that we call pets and like why like why do we say as a society that that like dogs and cats are pets and not animals that we eat but every other animal is fair game to be eaten you know it's kind of just something that society has put on um, like regulation, if you will. And, you know, different countries, they do eat all animals and they don't really necessarily have those guidelines around what animals are pets or farm animals and what can be eaten or not. And, you know, I I just think that it, it really after a certain time of being vegan, you do you you do tap into like a different consciousness, and it's really interesting because it's like this evolution of your brain that you don't you don't really realize was there. Maybe so you're, maybe you're more radical fairy than you realize. Maybe I am this fairy that we were. Maybe that's why I didn't know because I am one. Maybe I mean. I mean, sounds like you're tapping into like a different kind of, you know, secular spirituality, which is what they're all about, you know, Maybe I'm and environmentalism. Fairy. Maybe Listen. you have had a fairy on before. Yes. And maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, check out your local chapter. I am sure there is one right around the block from you. Guaranteed. Well, this has been so much fun and chaotic. You know, I love the chaos of it all. (laughs) And I can't wait to get to just turn up the chaos volume in two minutes as we go pour ourselves a green juice and take a little break. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. All right, Chris, I hope you're ready for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Updates. Food News. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Updates. Taco Bell tests improved plant-based protein in a cheesy new taco. Now, I think we just need to start with, like, how do we feel about fast food veganism, vegetarianism? Veganism? Fast food. I don't, like, because I want to say it's, yeah, maybe veganism, right? Vegetarianism? Can I tell you how I, okay. You know what? Let's change the question. How do we feel about plant-based fast food? That there, there it is. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. So yesterday, Kevin Hart's first fast food restaurant opened in LA, and there were masses and masses of people there. It was the lines down the street. Um, there was like over an hour wait just to get in. To so it's great, right? I think that. When um, all of these fast food places are adapting plant-based options, what it's really doing is it's it's leaning into the affordability of it if they make their products affordable, right? Because there is the caveat. You can go to some fast food joints and it's like buying one plant-based option is like purchasing for a whole family. So uh, that part we really have to deal with. But there are some places like Kevin's new place, his price points are really great, which I love. Um, but what does I he have hate, vegan options on the on the menu? 
the whole restaurant's vegan. It's a vegan restaurant. Look at you coming through with the food news. Wait a okay. minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's Wait called a heart, minute. It's called um, heart. Heart. heart so, I don't know. I don't. It's called something heart. It, it's, it has his name in it, but it, and he's really wanting to like be the next McDonald's. He's wanting to take over. Yeah. Kevin Hart wants his vegan fast food chain, Hard House, to become as big as McDonald's. Look at that. That yeah. should have been the headline. Taco Bell yeah. move over because Kevin Hart wants his vegan fast food chain. That's, that's the new headline. That's, that's what we're talking about, you know, because, you know, even but though. See, what- even though, oh, before, so, you, before you make yeah. your point, Taco Bell claims, um, and it may be true, that they, uh, their status as the only American Vegetarian Associate, Association certified fast food chain. Do you know that? No. Yeah. Look at huh. that. Because cause I think before, way before Chipotle and all these other places came to be, because Taco Bell's been around for a minute, their beans... Their beans were always uh, vegan, vegetarian, um, and they always offered some sort of, like, salad uh, and yeah. cheese bean option. You know what I yeah, mean? I could see that. What? So being a vegan, what I, what I absolutely can't stand, because we all eat fast food at times, right? Yeah. Like, that's why it's there, because you're in a hurry and you have to grab something quick. And so, like... I typically will go to Chipotle because it's, you know, it's really good. It's fresh, whatever. But as a vegan, why can't I find any place that has vegan sour cream or cheese? Like, just because I'm vegan. Because it's expensive? It is, but you you can charge for it. I mean, yes. I, I, I guess I see your point here in the sense of, yeah, you can charge for it, but also now that I asked the question, you're buying in bulk, so that means you're getting it cheaper, cheaper. and you're not dealing out like, listen, I eat Miyoko's whenever, you know, like Miyoko's Creamery, vegan vegan cheeses, D, I think the best on the market I've ever yeah. tasted, not a sponsor, but we'll happily shout them out, but, you know, they're pricey, but then again, you're not serving a tub of Miyoko's, you're serving a squirt of Miyoko's. So, right. like, to break that down, right? But, like, are we there yet? Is this the road there? I mean, Kevin Hart's Hart House. What do you, what do you serve in Kevin Hart? Because I want to know. <laughs> I know. I have to go try it. I really have to go try it because I had some friends go yesterday. They said it was great. They said the price point was great, which is always my biggest concern. Like, is it going to be a place that everybody of every income can go and grab some food at. And it sounds like it really is. So that that makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. And there was like another, like, uh, another vegan vegetarian fast food, like McDowell's, right? That was like modeled, that looks like McDonald's, but it's all vegan. Isn't it McDowell's? Yeah, McCharlie's. It's right. Or McCharlie's. McCharlie's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's, it's good. But again, that's that's not somewhere that is um, it's not affordable. Like it's not like you're going and grabbing a happy meal. It's triple the price. Huh. So that's where my huh. that's where my problem comes in with the vegan space, because I know what it costs to produce that that meal and to go there and spend triple the amount. It's like why are you guys charging people this much? Because that's taking the accessibility of veganism away from a community that may not have access to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Taco Bell is now serving like some beyond meat, something or other, much like the rest of these fast food chains. And they're testing it out somewhere in Alabama because I don't know why that's that the Kevin Hart news, I think was much better news and not on my radar, which is, (laughs) I'm feeling very duped, food, food and wine magazine, <laughs> and that's why you're not a sponsor, okay? <laughs> and that's why I'm here. I'm here for your pleasure. Absolutely. I think you know what? I think we're here for this if it's done right and accessible. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely 100%. think this can be a positive. Fenty Beauty's ketchup-themed makeup packets might contain a lip gloss. Or could it just be ketchup? Have you seen this? 
Have you seen no. us? What? Baby, have you seen <laughs> What? Yeah, so uh, Fenty Beauty. Rihanna, you know what? Rihanna's doing the most, but you know what she's not doing? Making music. And I can't blame her for it because she's made her money. <laughs> there is a limited edition collaboration between Rihanna's Fenty Beauty brand and Brooklyn-based art collective Mischief, MS. CHF and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time you were here, Mischief was doing the illegal potato chip flavors, were they not? Was yes, that not I your food so. news update too? Like yep. the horse flavored potato chip and the and something else and like the blowfish potato chip. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was Europe. So the unexpected crossover is called ketchup or makeup. Because that's exactly what it is. For $25, you can score a box of six squeezable packets that contain either Fenty's Gloss Bomb Lip Luminizer or actual ketchup. Now, you know what? I'd be mad. I'd be mad. <laughs> I'd be mad if I spent $25 and for six packets of ketchup. I would be pissed. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like, you better be giving me some lip gloss for 25 bucks. Yeah, and they all better be lip gloss. Like, that better all be the them. gag, right? Yes, yeah. every last one. Because I, I mean, it's cute if they come in, like, little patch up, like, ketchup things. Yeah, they look, like, they look like the Heinz ketchup packet. Cute. Like, that's a cute, like, little collab with an artist, but it better be lip gloss. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, all for the sake of art. The, I mean, the ad is the ad is cute as hell. I I, I mean, but but still, I I feel like, you know, listen, Daniel Greenberg, uh, Mischief's co-founder, said that there will be a mixture of both ketchup packets and lip gloss in every package. The gloss is not ketchup flavored, but that would have been cool. He said it's just basic Fenty lip gloss. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. You're definitely getting ketchup. Yeah, we're definitely getting... <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I uh, think we'll skip the deal of the week and yeah, right? just buy from the Fenty website. I mean, it's all for the sake of art, I guess. I mean, last month, Mischief deployed its own ice cream trucks to sell frozen treats that look like five different billionaires, including Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and Elon Musk. Their so-called Eat the Rich Popsicles were available three days in New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Did you see that? No, I did not. Yeah, I was actually in the... That was when I was in the city last. And I, we saw them all over the city. They were, they were funny, but they were also charging like $15 for 10 or 15 bucks for like an ice cream. Well, no. I guess if you need to make your money, right? I, if it's supporting artists and artists are all behind this, then absolutely. If this is just sure. a, if, if this is just a bag grab piece, you know. Yeah, we don't. And we that, don't... that's what I thought it was. So I didn't know mischief was behind it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, you know what? I feel like we're on the fence with this one. I feel like we're on yeah. the fence with this one. But we're definitely not here for paying twenty five dollars. <laughs> For ketchup packets, that's no. for sure. And last but not least, Oscar Mayer is selling cold dogs. Hot dog flavored ice cream on a stick. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it was a popsicle and vegan? No. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> No, that's not a flavor I care to, to try. You literally are like, no. No, no. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> These frozen treats are available at Pop Bar or from the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. The Oscar Mayer cold dog apparently isn't quite as unappetizing as it sounds. Um... It's the first of its kind hot dog flavored frozen pop uh, crafted in collaboration with the frozen dessert experts at Pop Bar. It's built from Oscar Mayer hot dog tinged gelato 
billed as boasting both refreshing and smoky umami notes. The brand says no actual hot dogs are used in the recipe, and yet it still offers the familiar and delicious notes of Oscar Mayer's hickory-smoked hot dogs, tomato, onion, and more. Finally, the whole thing is then finished off with a mustard swirl, which Oscar Mayer says is mostly for visual flair, made from white chocolate and yellow food coloring. The swirl only provides a subtle white chocolate taste. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Listen, three for three. We're batting a thousand here. <laughs> I mean, it's not for me, but I, I feel like a lot of people would try that. I mean, yeah, why do we have to yuck someone's yum? No. I just saw someone post on the interwebs this man at a baseball game who took his hot dog and a straw and made a hole in the middle of the hot dog, right? Sucked the, the middle out of the straw, ate that, and then threw the hot dog in his beer, and that was his beer straw. Yikes. Uh, I'm not mad about it. No? Gra- granted, you're vegan. I love, like, I am an Erica Jane Lisa Rinna, like, one hot dog a year girl. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, all I need is one. You're a Sutton Stratton, so you're a vegetarian who eats who eats bacon. Yes, I'm a vegetarian who <laughs> eats bacon for sure. <laughs> I mean, but all these ice cream companies at one point there was the mustard ice cream, the mac and cheese ice cream, the um, everything bagel ice cream, the turkey dinner ice cream between Jenny's, Van Leeuwen, and now um, Pop Bar. I mean, what haven't we had? You know? No, I think they need to just leave it alone is what they should do. Like, for me, ice cream is very much dessert. Um, but I love a salt. Things. I love a salty and sweet. Back to the trail mix. Here we go again. Sure. Sure. But Back to the trail I think mix. Salt, salty sweet, I'm like salted caramel or, you know, a brownie, salted brownie or something like that. Not hot dog. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? I, I'm, he- I'm here for a hot dog once a year, but not necessarily here for a hot dog flavored popsicle. And with that, I think that's the best way to end food news update. I told you it was going to be chaotic. Just, <laughs> just pure chaos. Um, but speaking of something that's not chaotic, but I feel like the competitors um, seem to be really running around that studio, is your new show, Peeled. Give us give us the lowdown. Give us the elevator pitch. Like, what's it about? So Peeled is the very first um, 100% vegan culinary cooking competition. And um, we come together in a uh, culinary kitchen uh, studio and um, we just battle it out between all of these chefs who are competing to be the uh, top hottest vegan chef. And we have... Um, a beautiful uh, host called Babette and another beautiful host called Shabnam. And they just do a wonderful job at like navigating us through um, each episode. And we have um, four different chefs who are battling it out to be crowned the the hottest, hottest chef of the season. And um, yeah, four judges sitting there critiquing their every move and their every choice to add, you know, different things to every dish. And it's just loads of fun, but completely vegan. I, I absolutely love that. And what if you had to compare it to a show that's out there right now, is it a is it like closely rated related to like a Hell's Kitchen, a Master Chef, a a Bake Off, um, uh, a Chopped? Like what 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 would we what would we like wrap our heads around it? Like with? I would say it's a cross between like a Chopped and a Hell's Kitchen with a sprinkle of Bake Off. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It seems like there's a large team of judges and hosts. There's like six of you. Yeah. It so sounded there's, like. There's two hosts and there's, there's, there's one. Shabnam does a beautiful job at kind of just 
telling everybody what's going on in the episode and making sure that all the contestants really know what they have to do. And then Babette, she's like, she's very soft and she's very compassionate. And so she's working her way through the episodes to make sure that everybody is doing okay and that they're, you know, they're handling the pressures okay. So and she's that, the mom. She's the mom. She's the mom. She's the mom. And Definitely. she's also 71 years old. And when you guys see her, you're going to be like, holy shit, I'm going vegan right now. Like she has the most incredible body. She definitely has the best body of anybody on our set. And she's 71. Um, So yeah. And then do we we need a Babette thirst trap? uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then our panel of judges consists of myself and then um, Josie, who was the first vegan chef on Hell's Kitchen. Um, so she's there. And then Miles, who is um, the CEO and founder of Sophie's Kitchen, which is a vegan seafood company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have Elizabeth, and she is the owner of the very first ever vegan EFT. So um, just really cool, diverse, like in diverse in like all different aspects of life. Yeah. 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 Diverse. You say, yeah, you, you, you made a point to say diverse. And when you and I were having a conversation before you came on, because in your mouth listeners, believe it or not, I do uh, keep in touch with a lot of my guests on this podcast, right? We slide into each other's DMs with funny memes and and other things. No, not nudes, right? <laughs> not not yet, at least. That has has that happened? No, I don't think that's happened with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm a professional, right? <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, apparently uh, Chris told me that there's been a little bit of flack because of uh, the diversity factor on this show. Talk to me about it. What's going on? Give us spill the tea, and I and I will add my two cents, not knowing anything, because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So when our very first trailer came out, there was a lot of backlash about um, there not being a lot of diversity amongst the cast. Now, are we talking, I'm interrupting, I'm talking, now are we talking contestants or are we talking judges, hosts panel or all around? So it was just a very generalized statement. Okay. Okay. And who's, is the internet making, is the internet making these claims or is somebody, uh, or is somebody of like, you know. It was the interwebs. It was the interwebs. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I already see where this is going. Yep. And so we... We addressed it, obviously, and but but I mean, the fact of the matter is we were shooting during COVID, which I mean, people are still shooting during COVID because COVID's ever going, right? Like we still have COVID going on. And so there's certain protocols and procedures that you have to follow when, when you're on set. And um, we actually had two different cast members who were going to be part of our contestants panel who were black and they decided that they did not want to get vaccinated. And that was part of the reason that you enabled to be in in order to be on the set, you had to be vaccinated. And that was just protocol that the production had set. And so, you know, they told them like, unfortunately, you guys aren't going to be able to participate. And then there was a third person of color who um, had a scheduling conflict. But, you know, so it's just really frustrating because for somebody like myself, who, you know, is is just very, everybody who is part of the project, I will say, is just always, always, always thinking about everyone besides themselves and how we can make it inclusive, how veganism can be more open and and acceptable to everyone. You know, it was just like really, it was just a really shitty thing to have to go through because we really tried to make it a rainbow of people. Yes. Here, let me, may I jump in here for a second? Yeah, please, please. So diversity in food media is something that this podcast, as you well know, um, as a two-time guest and sometimes listener, I'm assuming, um, 
is a constant topic. And it's also why this podcast exists a little bit, right? Like diversity in food media, bringing, bringing people of different backgrounds, different walks of life, you know, of the LGBTQ community here and out to the forefront, right? And sometimes at first glance, right, especially with with shows, right? Because, you know, Food Network's so so not gay, right? I always yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not necessarily like... It, it, it's not necessarily apparent, right? Especially when you're only seeing teasers. Like you've sent me... You sent me two teasers, right? And those right. teasers were 30 seconds long and it was, you know, probably three hours of... Or several hours of film cut down to... Less than 30 seconds, bing, bang, boom, right? And that's our first glance. So people, you know, first opinions, right? First impressions are not necessarily always correct impressions. And then for people just not knowing what happens behind the scenes, as someone who has been behind the scenes, who hopefully will see this fall teaser, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And for somebody who is now actively behind the scenes talking about you, you know, and knowing knowing the process, knowing that a a it's a rigorous process a to even to even get on these competition shows. If you only knew the hours of auditioning and like the pages of paperwork that you have to sign to be on these shows, then the the casting process, then like the union protocols, then um, on top of it the COVID protocols. You know, we're even seeing it now in sports with um, U.S. Open tennis pro. What's his bucket who got banned from Australia who can't come here because of yeah. he's unvaccinated because international, so on and so forth. Right? That still exists. We're all walking around. A lot of us are not walking around with masks anymore, but this still exists behind the scenes. And so, like, there is an entire, I guess my point is, is that there's an entire team and machine behind the scenes. Also, for as much as we're not seeing things happen right? There's also an entire machine, right? And things we're not seeing try to make certain things happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know? And and the internet, as we know, listen, I've, I posted something old for Pride with the Break My Soul thing. Do you know how much hate? Do you know? I, I Do you know how much hate comments I got on my reel? Go look, go look at my Pride reel. Right in your mouth, listeners. It is hate comment after hate comment after hate comment after hate comment from like bots and things. And you know, everyone has an opinion. Sure, have your opinion. My friends were like, "Oh my god, don't pay attention to it." And I'm like, "Guys, this could be the best thing that ever happened to me." They're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because it's analytics. It just, it just people are commenting, so it keeps pushing it forward." Right. You know. True. Yeah. So, so. Only you, in I guess, to like end this little part of peeled, like this diversity conversation, or just put a pin in it. You know, only you and your heart knows what you and your and production and cast has has been trying to do, is doing, are doing. You know, across the board and trying to be inclusive. You know, even down to in the heights when that came out, like. There was the whole um, Afro-Latino perspective that, like, this whole yeah. thing that got put on to it. And it's just, like, you know, it's it's how to encompass everything and do your job at the same time. And I think it's a really complicated conversation. And I'm glad that you're here to have this conversation with me and, you know, like, and just say what's happening behind the scenes, right? Because the kids need yeah. to know. Like, hello, we're here. We're doing the work. Like... Cut it out, y'all, and just wait to see the show and what's happening. We've gotten 30-second tidbits. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's what it is, too, right? Like, we're all here. We're all doing the work. We're all marching together. We're all, you know, making sure that we're being activists in the community and working towards a better people as a whole. And we just want everyone to take a pill and see the show and audition for, for next season. Like if you don't think that, you know, there was fair representation, I can agree with you. And then I can also invite you to the premiere. And then I can also invite you to audition for the next season and, and hope that next season, everybody can just um, you know, play in this big kitchen together and it can be so diverse that 
that it, it just isn't a problem. Yeah, um, it's it, it's. Oh. I I feel like I'm talking like even though much bigger, I'm like I, I'm stumped again in the sense of like how, how we need to be doing it all and we need to be conscious and but how do we do it all and how and I haven't fall, fallen down. I'm I've fallen down a big gay food hole, obviously. You know, like call yeah. call me a food top daddy, you know, because <laughs> I am in this food gay food hole, honey. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I haven't fallen down a big vegan, like uh, a big vegans of TikTok, a big vegans of Instagram hole, which I'm sure there's a ton of people out there and. Uh, believe it or not, in your mouth listeners and whomever else, like new listeners out there, like I get a lot, I get almost, I feel like I get all the casting calls, even if they're not right for me, because they know I'll pass them along. Right. And I don't, I don't remember this one crossing my desk because I look at them all obviously for myself, you know? Yeah. And even, and even uh, the casting people will call me for things that are absolutely wrong for me, you know? Like, Like, what was that show, um, the reality cake show, Real or Cake? Was that it? Oh, yeah. I got a call for that. And yes, I used to bake cakes, but that's not what I do. And that's not anything I ever want to do or try to attempt. You know? yeah. I can't even imagine. I'd, I'm like, why are you calling me? It's not what I do. You know what I mean? So, like, it's new. It's out there. We're trying, you know? And not that I'm making excuses because I'm certainly not there on the scene, you know, as as a Latino male here in the food world, but you know, I trust you. And, and, and as a friend of mine, I know, I know that you're behind the scenes trying to do the work here. What was your, what's the most exciting thing that you can tell us? Like what's, what's the most exciting teaser you can tell us? Is there drama? Are you the drama? I can say that I might be the drama. uh, When it comes to Are you the the Simon Cowell? I might be the Simon, um, but I can also say that, you know, the, the show is just filled with honesty, right? Like, if 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 something didn't go right in, in one of the challenges, you'll see that, like, we don't try to edit that out. We just, we showed the audience that, like, this didn't go right, and we're going to allow our contestants to make it up. Um, but we don't edit it out and reshoot it. We we went with it, and we were very bu- vulnerable with our audience. We we were very like um, informative. Like we want people to walk away learning something. We want people to walk away knowing how they can um, eat more eat more plants and and do it in like a really delicious way. But we also don't preach at people, right? Like you can watch this with your family. You can watch this with, you know, yourself and and feel inspired, but not feel like you're walking away um, being preached at to go plant-based because that's not what we're here to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, is it, how do you think this is going to be received? Because I feel like some vegan cooking is a lot. Like to get things to taste like, real things that aren't the things that they are. Does that make sense? For example, Dustin Harder, right? Vegan queen over there, right? The, the vegan yeah. roadie, right? Friend to the pod. Shout out to you. And Chicago hottie, is that where he is? I don't know. Um, I, no, all of a sudden you hear Dustin Harder's man, like, you know? <laughs> 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 but I, I know his, like, vegan cheese sauce has, like, sauerkraut and all sorts of like things in it right that makes it not necessarily for people like me who cook all the time i'm like big deal like i can do that do you think it's going to be a turn on a turn off how how do we feel or is it or is it like keeping it really simple yet yet fabulous well, I think it's a little bit of both because I think what you're going to see on the show is that we're working with real professional like chefs who are either private chefs or they run kitchens or they have restaurants or, you know. Oh, whatever so all the, the all the contestants are prof- are pros. Yeah, the, the the contestants are pros. Well, you should have led with that. <laughs> but but what you're also going to see is that we 
we have some sponsored products that we that we pull into the show. And all of these sponsored products you can buy in your local grocery store. So it's stuff that you're going to be able to replicate at home. Which is really cool because you don't yeah. see that on normal cooking shows, right? They're like, here, take this eggplant and make it taste like beef. And the normal person isn't going to know how to replicate that. But what we're doing is we're saying, here's a product that you can buy at your local store. And now we're asking you to make something with it that's stunning. And so the, the average person can watch that episode and be like, oh, I can get this at my local store. And I remember on the episode, they did this with it. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that that's happening because they're... I've had this conversation with you. I've had this conversation with Dustin and um, other vegan people who've been on this podcast that I can't remember at this moment. But um, like the accessibility, right? Because the thought of like being vegan, right? The expense, the thought behind the expense of being vegan and whatnot um, are more often than not myths, you know? Yeah. Even though as much as I love that Miyoko's, it's a little expensive, but... It it's is. it's it's worth the price, y'all. It is worth <laughs> it's the price. It's delicious. It's so good. <laughs> it is worth the price. But another um, thing. But yeah, on. um, but like I love that it's I love the accessibility factor, and that's what I was hoping for out of this show. And I really, really can't wait to see you and just uh watch what happens, you know, because we haven't seen something like this before. Right. And I think too, like when we say that our show is a hundred percent vegan and it's the first hundred percent vegan, what we mean by that is our cast is vegan, our judges are vegan, our hosts are vegan, our crew was vegan, our set was vegan. Every aspect of this show was completely vegan. Our makeup, our makeup guy that came to our hotel and did our makeup before we went to set, he was vegan. Our people in edit that are doing our editing, they're vegan. So it's an all-encompassing vegan team. And, um, you know, there's been some other vegan or plant-based shows that have been out there, but the contestants haven't been vegan. They've just been made to create vegan, you know, dishes. Yeah. Um, or the judges haven't been vegan. Or So it's just, this is truly the first 100% vegan culinary competition. Yeah, and, there's, always, um, there's always that, like, vegan challenge on MasterChef right. or, like, whatever those competition shows are there's like uh even bake off it's like vegan there there's a vegan there's a vegan challenge in some seasons i've seen you know and um so it's great i'm i'm excited i'm excited yeah. and i will be tuning in good right that's yeah. that, that's the amazon connect we have because yours is streaming on amazon and amazon music i am streaming on well, yeah. look at that we're in the Amazon family together. Yeah, we are a family. We are an Amazon family. <laughs> well, oh. congratulations, and I'm so happy you came back to deal with my to deal with my scatterbrain today and my chaos. But you know what? These are my favorite kind of episodes because you never know what's going to happen or what's going to fall out of my mouth. And it's it's end of summer. I'm allowed. Exactly. We're all allowed to just be able to loosen the brain because it's the end of days. It, it, oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Way to end the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, what a downer. Summer, right. You said summer. <laughs> not summer. Not <laughs> end of days. This is not the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Lord, this is supposed to be a break from the news cycle. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell the kids where they can find you first and foremost. Give them all the handles. Yes. Well, first, I want to say to any of your listeners that are going to be in Los Angeles, the show premieres on September 24th at the Directors Guild of America. And so for anybody that would like to join us for the premiere, um, please reach out to me directly at Vegan Chef Chris Tucker. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And then, um, do the I need to fly is, out? Do I need to fly out to LA for the premiere? I mean, you should come and do the carpet. And we're having it's just going to be a massive event, so it would be worth the flight. Oh my god! Right, is it going to yeah. be like an astroturf carpet? Right, vegan. We, we got to. I, I got to talk. 
I got to talk to the PR team, y'all. Wait, Hello. It should totally be a green carpet. Yes. Duh. Yeah. It's Duh. <laughs> Take it, um, run with it. It's yours. Yeah. You know? And then the, the, the show, again, it, it premieres on the, tw- the 24th of September, but then it premieres um, globally on the 26th. So that's when you can catch it on Unchained TV, which is on Roku, Amazon, and Apple. Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. And then where where can they find you? They can find me at Vegan Chef Chris Tucker, and um, they can find our producing partners on VKind, which is a really cool platform where you can find all of your local vegan businesses and um, vegan restaurants that are in your local area. Amazing. Amazing. Well, big thank you to you for coming back and playing with me and being ridiculous and letting me know what you're up to. It's like I said, if I haven't said it once, uh, I've said it a million times at this point. It's always, always, always my favorite when guests come back to check in with me and check in with you in your mouth, listeners, because can you believe it? We're over four and a half years old. Hello. And so there's um, I always love a catch up episode because uh, they're just the most fun. And and yeah, other than that, be safe out there this Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, get your shots. Um, have some corn. Corn, right? Remember when you ate that corn? Right? Yeah, think of us. Yes, think of us. Uh, drink responsibly. And as always, thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.